Welcome to Haunters Podcast, a show dedicated to Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights, haunted attractions, ghostly encounters, and all things macabre. Now here are your hosts, Mr. Wonderful and Zach Hilton. Welcome everybody to another episode of your favorite podcast. This is Haunters Podcast. I am Mr. Wonderful. With me as always, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Integrity himself, Zach Hilton. Say it once, say it twice, third time's a charm. Mr. Integrity. Mr. Integrity. (laughs) Mr. Integrity. Ah. I'm here. Yes. Uh, I'm so happy. I saw that old post on my Facebook page where I forgot what bad day I had, but I think I just got screwed over on a promotion and put something on Mm -hmm. Facebook and you legitimately called me, which led to that post where I went, Mr. Integrity is the best, best friend anybody could have because I knew nobody would know who the hell I was talking about except for like a select group of people on my friends list that were like, I listened to Mike and Bob. Bobby and Mike. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, maybe Torres, uh, oh, maybe Torres slightly. Would yeah, yeah Torres, Torres would have known you as that. Maybe yeah. slightly was would have uh, known you as that. Uh, but definitely uh, Manny <laughs> and uh, little Nikki Chapel would have known as well. So it was like, there's like five people that know who the hell I'm talking about. And none True. of them like that post when I looked back on it. which is even funnier like family liked it everybody else liked it people were commenting like it's nice to have a good friend like that and i'm like right you don't even know who i'm talking about (laughs) right but the guys that and i'm talking about like that's the time everybody loved me out of that group i know (laughs) yeah there was no there was no weirdness going on of that yeah even your freaking roommate at the time didn't like it and he knew you as that So yeah, damn it. Yeah, so I'm happy to bring Mr. Integrity back because I was an intern when I met Mr. Integrity, or should I say, um, I heard Mr. Integrity's promo cut on the air. <laughs> oh, that's right. I did call in and cut a promo. Didn't I? Yes, you did, and I had to oh, edit it. <laughs> did you really? Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. That was uh, that was part of my internship was learn how to um, edit on the program. Uh, right, uh, Adobe, which is the best one to do stuff on, and yeah, so that's how I learned uh, where to find the bleeps and stuff like that. <laughs> well, Audacity's all right, but it's like you know, it's it's the Bobo it's version. Adobe, yeah, it's it's the store brand, all right. You know, you go, it's it's, it's ninety nine cents Adobe, for this, and then there's a Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, thank you for that. You actually taught me part of my how to add bleeps to uh to stuff oh. in uh oh i bet editing. i was a big cusser on that <laughs> we couldn't air it <laughs> we got to air it but when it came in we were like i was like what and they were like yeah have fun with that mr wonderful i was like I, what get to work yeah get to work you trash yeah you piece of crap fifth mic guy <laughs> Go earn your go earn your three credits from college. Yeah. You fat fuck. <laughs> End of days Jim Morrison, go do it. Uh that was one of my other nicknames on the air. I was End of Days Jim Morrison. My long hair, you my really Oh my god, I totally looked like I should be dead in a freaking tub in Paris, France. Uh, <laughs> fat Nick, two hundred and fifty pounds, long uh. curly hair past my shoulders. And what I was, yeah. Oh God, I was, I was all man then. 
God, I should have just... like that guy who died in the cornfield of Freddy vs. Jason. I did. <laughs> he was my favorite, too, in that movie, by the way. Oh, oh I bet he was. Yeah, I always really got down for the long, curly-haired, fat guys that were like Belushi in Animal House. <laughs> I get it. I yeah, get it, man. Yeah, he... you, got, you have a type. I do. He drank the Everclear, he smoked the weed, and he died. Oh boy. So uh yeah, welcome to Haunters Podcast at Haunters Pod on Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, Haunters Podcast. Uh this is gonna be a huge episode because we're gonna be joined by uh a very famous uh man over in the United Kingdom. Yeah, I'm hyping it up. Uh we're gonna be joined by uh a gentleman that Hunters actually worldwide. Yeah, Hunters, Hunters worldwide. worldwide. Worldwide, wide, wide, wide. Uh but uh yeah, we're gonna be joined uh a, a little bit later on. Uh, on this show by Dan Brownlee. Uh, I'm very excited to have him on the program uh, discuss his UK haunt movie that will be coming to America and some other stuff he's done. But before we get into that, uh, there was some things that did break over the last week since we previously did this show, and that is the Halloween Horror Nights tribute store, Zach. Yeah, so it's been rumored, and hell, I mean, the HHN Tribute Store had a wall that had a poster on it that read, third room coming, you know what I mean? Like, some people were taking it as, oh, it's just a poster, it's false or whatever, but, like, a lot of people had hope, and the hope came true on Friday when we got Beetlejuice, 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 and Dang. I've been screaming it from the rooftops. I mean, you've seen the tweets. Like I'm, I mean, even the day before the store opened, I was blasting not only the movie uh, score soundtrack, but I was also blaring that musical baby, which is fantastic yeah, if you haven't is. heard it. Um, but yeah, they opened up the. They they say it's a. Th- three and fourth room. Um, I, I just counted as a third room, but it's a Beetlejuice focused room uh, of the tribute store and a like food eating section of the room where you can buy treats and foods like a waffle on a stick, which has bacon on it. And I think cheddar cheese. Mm. And then there's, a handful of the desserts with like a vegan brownie that's shaped like a skull, a heart that beats on the pan that it's on. But once you get it, it doesn't beat. I'm sorry. Did you say pan or Pam? Uh, pan. Uh, uh, still pan or Pam? Pan. I'm hearing Pam. It beats on Pam. Well, <laughs> hmm, interesting. <laughs> Haunters Sorry, I worldwide. Wide, wide, wide. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist. We made one Step Brothers joke. And we'll, and step know. right into that one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they have other desserts that are going about. I haven't watched any video of it. I've only seen pictures because, as we all know, I'm still traveling mm-hmm. to Florida in September in. to go to Universal. Yes, I will, because th- this entire episode is about rubbing things in. Yeah, this is a salty <laughs> episode. This really does. Cause... The title of this episode will be rubbing, rubbing it in. Yeah, it gets a little salty, uh, precursor to the interview. Uh... Yeah. So... 
so yeah, so I plan on going. So I don't want to watch any videos of it. I'll, I'll hopefully, I can see like things that pitchers didn't like capture. You know what I mean? Video really does give away some stuff. But like that second room, once you go through the tribute store entrance of last year, like there's a long hallway of all this like art of um, old posters and uh, the guides, the paper guides you would get at Universal on the wall of all the old HHNs. And then you go into this room and it's, it's Beetlejuice the F up baby. Mm. And it looks beautiful. You've seen the pictures. I, I mean, everybody have seen the pictures by now, but uh, it looks amazing. What are your thoughts on the third room slash uh, some snackies, HHN snackies? I am the snack. It's funny. The snackies. I, I like, I totally, I saw them, but I totally just kind of glanced over them and was like, Oh, I, t- mm-hmm. I, I would break all forms of diet try this stuff all of that absolutely it's hhn the food's gonna be damn good uh especially the snacks i think that's a cool addition because yeah you know that's that's brand new kind of ish i, I everybody's uh, well, what they're uh, doing is brand new but i was like i thought they always did have some form of like a snack in there but not well, like I a remember room last dedicated. year we went through and there was like a case of like oh you can get a donut yeah or something like this but I think they went out of their way to make it more impressive with this. I don't know if this is post everything shutting down HHN being postponed or if this was always in the plan. But I think it was a great addition to Agreed. get snacks in there, especially like like they have a hot dog. And I haven't seen these on any of the pictures. I actually saw this in a different video uh, where it's a hot dog, but it's wrapped in a croissant roll kind of mm. thing. But it also has black on it, so it looks like a Beetlejuice snake, oh saying snake. That's fantastic. Say, see, you see, know what I mean. And that—that's really cool. But I did kind of gloss over those. But I will say this: when I got to see the third room and I saw all yeah. the Beetlejuice stuff, uh, I yeah. was—I have been doing okay with the fact that Horror Nights got postponed. Don't know right. if this is all going to be there next year. Like you know, stuff like that. That was the first moment that the true, this is postponed, you're not going to Florida at all this year because of the way the com- my company is just with, you go someplace that's right. a hot spot, you got to quarantine 14 days, even though the CDC right. just lifted that shit, uh, my company still has that policy in place. So it was the first time that I legitimately was like, this sucks. This truly, right. truly sucks. Like I have handled it okay that was the first true FOMO. That was the first, this is bullshit. I hate everything about 2020 right now. I, I hope that asteroid doesn't whiz by us, just fucking annihilate us before the election. Uh, like <laughs> Things like, like right. all the horrible thoughts came through my head of like, I hate this all right now because I don't know how many times I've said it on the show, but you know, Zach, Anybody who's seen any of my pictures of me posting stuff when I watch movies that I have before I rearranged my living room, I have the fucking Beetlejuice poster, man. Like, it is one of my favorite movies. It is literally a top 10 for me. Like, Ghostbusters, it, it, Beetlejuice, like, it is in there, man. So this hurts, like, because that's the right. joy of Horror Nights is you get to walk through a Ghostbusters house and be living the movie. You get to walk through these sets of Freddy versus Jason. I'm not going to even right. get to see the third room of the tribute store. That is everything that I tortured my parents with. I, I know I've told this story on the show again, but I'm going to tell it again. 
It's the movie that I used to, uh, uh, the, the mother of one of my brother's friends around the corner, four or five-year-old me used to go, nice fucking model, and do the crotch grab all the time. Right. So did I. Uh, for, exactly. So did yeah, I. that's my how that's, that's what that's how I know. Because yes, I would always get yelled at by my mom after that. Because yep. obviously, it would be, "Do you know what your child just did?" And then it was like, "What are you doing, you moron? Like you can't do that." And then right. the next day, do the same exact thing because that movie was just on. That Bill and right. Ted, Ghostbusters, just three movies that I circulated to the point where my family hates them. Because of how much I watched them, how much you watched? <laughs> yes, it. right. So, so right. yeah, that's it's. Uh, so I'm excited for you. I am excited for you. Uh, I expect you to send me a ton of pictures to really piss me off, but not not in the <laughs> sense of it's actually pissing me off. Just to no, be like, the only thing I'm sending you to piss you off is the ET ride. That's the one that's going to send you. <laughs> that over one is really going to send me over the edge because that's between, the one where I say my name is Nick. Rob says Pearl. I and know. Brooke says wonderful. I'm going to. So when we go. Bye, wonderful Nick Pearl. I'm gonna and I'm gonna and you're gonna send it to me and I'm gonna be crying and be like, I hate you all. I'm gonna just drink this giant thing yeah. of vodka now and pretend well, it, I'm it, there. <laughs> it's really funny because like I, I'm sad that you're not going in because of everything that's going on, it, which is kind of causing it. Yeah. And like honest to God, if you were like holy shit, everything got lifted and I could go and you were like, last minute, I'm coming for the couple of days or whatever, do it. You're, you're more yeah. than welcome to stay in our room. You know? Uh, yeah, I'd but sleep like, on the floor. You know I would. But like the, the thing about it is that you said is that, and no one knows, and I, except Universal, obviously, but like I'm so scared that the Beetlejuice house isn't going to be a house mm -hmm. next year that I want to have that feeling. I've already planned out an HHN day that I plan to do a vlog on our YouTube where it's like, okay, HHN's postponed. And they even released an article of like, this is how you can HHN with it being postponed to next year. And I'm going to do all that. I'm going to do the Kong ride. I'm going to ride the mummy, uh, roller coaster i'm gonna buy some pizza fries at louis mm. i'm gonna go through this tribute store i'm gonna, I'm gonna do multiple things to make it feel like hhn even though there is no hhn this year but like that that and brooke will tell you like the reason why i'm still going is because they opened up that tribute store if that tribute store wasn't open i wouldn't be going this year but that's that there's that feeling that i want to feel that i am a part of it you know what i mean yes and like Weirdly enough, this year being so different, this is the different. This is like the adjacent to give that feeling. And I know not everybody can do it, but I, I and most Floridians are. And I mean, even Rob's coming down, which is fantastic. But like, I just want to, I want to be able to feel it. And I want to make sure I didn't miss the Beetlejuice stuff because that is a huge movie franchise mm -hmm. between you and me. And I, it's only one movie and it's a fuck, it's a fucking franchise. Yeah. Um, but like that, I just want to experience that. And I promise you, like, I, I'm not going to rub or whatever, but no, like, I, was about that. Me, I was joking about that. I was joking about that. If there's something you want me to get t-shirt mask, something like that, totally going to get it for you. Because yeah. like, I wish you were there. I wish this could have been like the year that both of us can get it. And hopefully next year we will with the house. Yeah, I agreed. And, and I was just joking about the whole, like, you're going to be rubbing it in. Cause I know it's only going to be the ET ride. Cause I'm the biggest defender. I feel like it's like me and Boston white 
are the only two that defend right. that that ride that are like f you all. Oh no, uh, and Ryan and Ryan. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah the yeah, three yeah. of us. Yeah. The three of us always. Uh, we we always defend that ride, but everybody else kind of shits on it. So that's the one that really yeah. upsets me. Uh, but no, I, I I'm sure I will ask you for at least Looking one thing. But yeah, I, I really do hope Absolutely. you have a great time. Uh, I do want to say this because I don't even know if you saw this. Uh, just I happened just on Twitter. Oh, you son it. of a bitch! <laughs> yeah, I I saw it and was going to be like, "Ooh, look, an actual thing that dropped while recording." I know, and I feel but I you feel go cool. For it. No, please, you're the radio guy. Well, I feel cool because you're the one. You or Brooke are always the one that are breaking kind of things in the middle of the show. And Break Halloween it, Horror Nights on Twitter at Horror Nights Orlando ORL. Uh, time to hear and fear HHN forever hashtag man. They just dropped the Spotify playlist. Yeah, the I'm, the Spotify playlist for HHN hashtag HHN forever, and like it's exciting. Yeah, like that, all these songs up here are pretty bitching. I know. I'm sitting here like it's funny because I was like, man, this, I'm feeling really FOMO. I'm so mad, and then I'm like, right. oh. They just gave me a little bit of Horror Nights here in Virginia. Like, I, I now, exactly. I at least get the Spotify playlist. So, when I know you're down there, I'll be listening to this really impressive playlist looking at the list of artists on yeah. here. <laughs> like, for real. Lord, they put, uh, they put it together, baby. I, I'm almost ready for this to come to an end so that I can <laughs> just fucking listen to this and annoy my neighbors. Uh <laughs> Well, I say we uh, we go ahead, go to commercial, and then get to that fantastic. Interview. Oh man, Metallica. Okay, yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let's do that. Uh, we'll take that quick time out. Uh, hear from the review at Rob's show, and then we'll be back with uh, Dan Brownley or Brownley, I should say. I already butchered his name. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Dan. I hope you don't hang up on the call now. Uh, but <laughs> coming Spoilers, up, he doesn't. <laughs> shh, make them wait. Uh, we'll have that next. Uh, find out if he hangs up because I suck on Halter's podcast. <laughs> hey, this is Rob. You may know me from the Disnoids podcast, but guess what? I've got my own show now, too. Join me each week as I discuss the latest news, trailers, and upcoming releases in the movie realm. And, you know, of course, do my review a thing. You can find the show on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Just search Review It Rob. Check you soon. Welcome back, Haunters Podcast. Uh, this is very exciting stuff. Uh, we found out he is a huge fan of the show. Him and his wife uh, actually listen, so this is very exciting to have him on. Uh, he actually did a documentary called UK Haunters that we're going to discuss, as well as some other stuff, because he is a filmmaker over from uh, my favorite area, uh, Britain over there. But we'd like to welcome to the show uh, writer, producer, uh, actor. He's got acting credits as well as on, on IMDb, but Dan Brownlee, Welcome to the program. I've got acting credits. It you it says you have acting credits on IMDb <laughs> for three films: uh, Emily's Booth, wow. Monitor, and Three's a Shroud. You were the scientist. <laughs> I, oh, I completely forgot about those. I even funded <laughs> Shroud as well. That was my first film. I was about to say. I feel like I really need to see Three's a Shroud like immediately. Do you know what? I'm actually quite like that one. It was. There's a little um, a, a secret about the film, which I didn't tell the filmmakers. My first film, I got 10 grand to make it. 
and I wanted it to be an anthology through the ages, but didn't tell the other filmmakers. What I did is I picked filmmakers and gave them a subject matter that I think they would translate to that era. So my one was meant to be like 70s Hammer Horror. The second one was meant to be Grindhouse Creature Feature. And the third one was meant to be 90s Slasher. And that's what it turned out like. But I didn't actually tell them I was doing that. It was just like a little experiment. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, wow. That is really cool. I'm a huge Grindhouse-style movie fan, so you had me right there with that one. Because <laughs> those, like, I loved it when Tarantino and uh, Rodriguez did it. I know a lot of people weren't fans mm-hmm. of that, but uh, critics at least. No, right. People moaning, saying it's too long. It's like, Jesus, wet man. You paid that much for one movie and you got two long ones and you're complaining? I I know. I yes. listen, for $15, give me a 4-hour movie. That's yeah, take it. Exactly. <laughs> with fake credits <laughs> with fake trailers as well, spliced in the middle of it, you know, from great directors, one of my favorite. It's just more film. Exactly, exactly. Uh, But yeah, uh, we're very happy to have you here, uh, Dan, and thank you because I know uh, you're over in the UK, we're here in America, so it takes a little bit of uh, timing this perfectly since we have a little time zone uh, difference here, but uh, you are a huge fan of Haunted Attractions, I gathered, uh, just from the documentary did UK Haunters, but before we get into that, I want to know, like, I'm curious, what got you into horror? What got you into haunted attractions uh, specifically? Um, horror, well, horror I loved since I was a little kid. I had two older brothers, and one loved dinosaurs, and one loved animals. And I think even as a little kid, I was like, well, you like dinosaurs, you like animals, what the hell is there to like? I kind of got into monsters. And the oldest brother then playing Dungeons & Dragons, I used to borrow his books and just I'm dyslexic so I'm not big for reading huge monologues of nonsense but I used to just look at all the monsters and I was absolutely fascinated by them and then over here until recently until I rediscovered the, the haunt scene largely we kind of suck for stuff like that especially I mean I'm 43 so I'm talking a good 40 odd years ago all we had were ghost trains and like really rubbish like it's all dark and some guy sprays you with water and there'll be a plastic skeleton. But even though that's all we had, <laughs> I became absolutely obsessed with them. And then, of course, in my teen years, I started finding out what America had and then my mind just melted, came out my ears and mouth and, yeah, just got absolutely obsessed. I was curious, like, if you could, what what is a ghost train? Because in my head, I'm seeing, like, is that a movie or were those haunted attractions out there? Oh, in, uh... oh my God. See, this, this is how good you have it over here. You don't know what a ghost train is. Ghost Train is essentially, you had traveling carnivals and you had a dark ride and they're always called Ghost Trains over here. And Mm -hmm. out the front, badly ripped off whoever the horror character was at the time in awful, awful, awful artwork. And you got on the train and it had a spooky soundtrack playing and you'd literally go through the dark and every now and then there'd be a plastic skeleton or someone would squirt water in your face. I mean, they would look awful. Uh, that was pretty much nearly 40 years ago. That's all I had in terms of scare attractions. So that bit, they were there in England. They're called ghost trains. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. We have, we have traveling carnivals that usually have those like spooky rides, but yeah, it doesn't mm. sound that like yeah. that intense. We'll say that. Sucked. <laughs> and then of course I'd watch American TV and your version of the ghost trains, those animatronics. Yeah, lighting effects, 
And I'll be like, oh, my God, why? Why can't we have these in England? What is wrong with you? Uh, yeah. Well, you guys have a little more, I mean, uh, it, little more sense. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, it, it's actually coming together because, like, the UK has a very big fan base of Halloween Horror Nights that comes over to Florida. And I mm-hmm. guess it's got to do with the fact that over there it's not, like – as prominent but you did find horror i mean hell you're a horror director what kind of movies did you watch growing up that got you into the field do you know going to horror oddly enough it was jim henson and star wars oh wow (laughs) okay that is a weird combination how did that (laughs) i know the prequels are pretty horrifying (laughs) that jar jar binks (laughs) (laughs) why i'm talking so I was born when Star Wars came out, uh, A New Hope. And to me, with, now that Star Wars is so huge, it's kind of bizarre because when I was a young kid, Star Wars was a thing that used to get played every Boxing Day. It was just that film that they just did reruns of. Now, to me, those films got better. The more they went along, they had more creatures. The second one had a Yeti and a Tauntaun. And I was like, oh, that's what I watched. I just rewatched those scenes. I love the creatures. And then by the third one, you had Jabba the Hutt. You had the room full of them. You had the Rancor Monster, which I've actually still got a plastic toy from when I was a kid on my shelf. And the first one, the reason I watched that is you had the bar scene. But once that was over, I was like, where are all the creatures gone? And, that, and it's the creatures that got me into horror. So as I started trying to find more creatures, they're creature features. Creature from Black Lagoon, Frankenstein. Um, as I was uh, young in the 80s, you had critters, a uh, killer clown from outer space, ghoulies. All these, it was, so it was a creature aspect from Star Wars, which then led me into the more hardcore horror stuff. Do you have a like a favorite of the old school horror, like the Universal Monsters or even slashers from 70s, 80s? Do, do you know at Universal Monsters? I, I think Bride Frankenstein is the best film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like. Uh, have you ever seen Invisible Man, the original one? Yes. Yes. He is such an asshole. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. I was watching because I just I bought the Blu-ray. I don't. I must have missed that one. I haven't really. I was a huge fan of Creature from Black Lagoon. That was always my favourite. And then I bought mm. the box set like last year because we were going to Halloween Horror Nights. So we thought, oh, let's watch all the classics before we right. go to the house. And I watched Invisible Man, and the guy is just. I'm trying to remember if you can swear on his podcast. So I'll just say an arse hat. Yeah. He's just such a complete uh, and he loves it. And he just throws someone out the window, laughs. I've got a, a friend of mine who's like, he's not really into black and white films, but trust me, this guy is such an arse, you'll love it. And he came around, he's like, oh my God, you're right. This guy is just, he's not even evil, he's just an arsehole. And yes. that's only become kind of my favorite because he's not a monster. He's just a person. Mm-hmm. It's a reflection of what you do when you don't have to look in the mirror, as I think they said in Hollow Man. Um, so, yeah, so it's kind of a mix-up between Visible Man, Bride, and Creature. As far as slashers go, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, if that, mm. um, that counts as a slasher? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was Absolutely. never quite sure, because slasher's always like a singular being going around killing, and that's more of a family thing. Um, killer Clowns from Out Space, I think, if I had to pick one. Hands down. That's the 80s. That is 80s, isn't it? It's 89. Yeah. Yeah. 89. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Killer Clown from that place. Hands down the best horror film slash film in the entire universe. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Wow. That's, 
Yeah, that's a good that's a good poll. We are huge fans of of that movie over here. <laughs> um, I did a film with Debbie Roshan, and she when she went back, and we basically bonded on how much we love the film. And when she went back, she sent me an original nineteen eighties one sheet from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I lost my mind. Oh, so it's it's just been framed for the past five years in my house. It's oh god, it's amazing. But when I was a kid, the things with creatures, where do they come from? How do they kill people? How do you kill them? That was always my, that's what I needed to know. The killer downs, they're aliens from outer space. They kill people in numerous cool ways. Mm -hmm. And you blow the nose up. So, so even as a young kid, they had a match of three criteria I needed to get into creatures. Love it. Agreed. It's it's absolutely one of the best. I love the design of that movie as well. Uh, I love the creature design of that. So it, it, I'm, I'm getting the theme that you're a big fan of uh, the certain types of uh, you like the gore uh, is what I'm starting to gather, like especially with Texas Chainsaw and things like that. You like gore and you like uh, like the good designs, like somebody spent some time on a design. Yeah, like I mean, to be perfectly honest, Chainsaw Massacre isn't even gory if you think about it. No, it's yeah. not. Because again, coming from sucky England, that film was illegal to us 21. <laughs> <laughs> That is insane, is that? It was illegal since I was 21. You That's could not wild. watch it. Unless it was on a fourth generation VHS, pirated, 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 which if you listen, government, I never bought or watched. But, <laughs> so I got obsessed with it and I started reading all the books on it. And there's, there's hardly any blood in it. It's not gory. For Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's inventiveness that gets me, which is a lot of what Killer Clown is. It's inventive kills. Turn people into cotton candy cocoons. They make a balloon dog to sniff people out. They popcorn guns. They shadow monsters kill people. And the design of them is like I make masks as well. One of the other things I do. So I love the looks and the feels of things. And I think what the killer clowns have in terms of their design is the same as Chainsaw Massacre has in its terms of visual creation. See what I mean? Or am I just coming across nuts? I'm possibly coming across nuts. No, you're not. No, you're great. You're 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 in a safe zone. Okay, this is a safe space. You can yeah. get as nuts and crazy as you want to. My uh, cop actually says I need therapy on it. Which well, <laughs> we'll consider this a big old therapy session of just three crazy people that love gore and violence. I mean, listen, we're Americans, so. For us, it's it's hearing that the Texas Chainsaw was banned over there. It's like really because have have they all not seen like ninety percent of what we produce here? That's just blood, sex, and violence and unnecessariness ninety percent of the time. See, now we have a completely different problem. Where back then you had the video nasty thing. I'm not sure if you know anything about that, but we had this wrinkly nasty piece of work called Mary Whitehouse, who decided that TV and film was corrupting people. Oh. And she had a video nasty list. And she basically went, right, I spit my grave, Chainsaw Massacre, and a bunch of films. And she went, you're not allowed these. And mum and pup shops were getting raided. And if they had these films, they could get put in jail or um, find a load of money. It was a huge thing. And it was only when I was 21, we had this party called Lay Party, who was generally quite good. This time it was evil. Long story, won't get into it. But essentially... The guy sacked the old person who rated films, got a new person, and the new person looks at this list and went, why are these all banned? And then, oh, because if you're nasty, went, don't be so stupid, and then just unbandable. But that was then. Now we have a completely different issue, where now it's licensing, which is stopping us watch all the good American stuff. 
oh, that sucks. For example, like yeah. Joe Bob's on Shudder. We, for every 10 shows you get, we get four because to pay the license for a film, if they don't have it over here, it's not worth paying license for UK with X number of people because they're already paid for it in America with X number of people. So now we don't get a lot of stuff because they just don't seem it worthy of shipping over here. Oh my goodness. Wow. I was unaware of that. That Well, like I knew with Netflix that there were those types of deals where uh, you guys get some things that I'm like, damn it, why do they get that over there? And we get some things that you all are like, why the hell don't we get that? But I had no idea Shudder was the same. I figured Shudder oh. was just a universal, like this safe zone that we all are in right now. Like we, yeah. we all love this. We yeah. all get this. <laughs> No, and I've asked. I've asked. I've, I've, I've even bugged Joe Bob about it, and he was like, "Sorry, man, it's just it's, it's not playing." I'm like, There's this special coming out. Oh, is it playing in the UK? He's like, "Sorry, man, it's not playing." I'm like, "Oh man, like Hulu into the dark." We don't get it. Uh-huh. Oh, how wow. old? That's like two years wow. old. Because Hulu owe the rights to it. Hulu think, "Why are we going to spend?" I'm just making up numbers here, but why are we going to spend an extra two million? To license it to the UK, we've only got 100 people watching it. Oh my! Whereas God. in America, we've got 10,000 people watching it, so that two million makes sense. But because it's a Hulu exclusive, they're not going to ship it anywhere else. So we don't we don't get it. So there's entire Nosferatu. That's another one. The Joe Hill thing. We don't get that. <laughs> wow! Horror film prohibition. It really is. So I probably shouldn't yes. tell you that Nosferatu has been shown at Williamsburg Bush Gardens in the middle of hollow scream before. Wow. Good job. Jay, yeah. Good job. Sorry. Wonderful. Sorry. Really, really Sorry. Insane. Just really want to rub it into our, to our, to our, wow. to our amazing guest right now. Like, but that blows my mind that it's, uh, that just blows my mind. That's why it blows my mind. Cause I'm like, Oh, they just show it at an amusement park here. And you're like, yeah, we can't watch it. And I'm like, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh my Damn. goodness. Damn. It is genuine. And underst- I understand the business model because, again, I'll make up complete and accurate numbers, but just say there's 10 million horror fans over there and there's a million here. America's the size of Europe because when everyone says America, we think, oh, England, America. No, 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 no. <laughs> America's bigger than Europe, which has more countries in it than I can name right now. So mm. if there's like 10 million Americans, but only a million Brits watching it, they're like, I'm not going to spend £10 million for those million people because I've just spent it on these guys and made my money back. I won't make my money back there. I understand it. But make a deal, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pleading for you. I'm pleading now for you. Cut a deal, Shudder. Make it happen. Come on, Greg Nicotero. You got pull at AMC. Get them. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're listening. Universal money. Yeah. I refuse to stream stuff and pirate stuff. I'm like, look, man, I won't do it because it encourages more people and it screws over small filmmakers. Yes. Right. Agreed. So Absolutely. I'm trying to be moral and going, I will not do it. They go, Dan, this is the only way you're going to watch it. Then I won't. Do you know what? I stayed awake on a 12-hour flight to America last year just because Into the Dark was on the plane. So wow. I, just so I could watch the series. <laughs> I get it though. I like the Into the Dark series, so it's fun watching those creature features and uh, the Buka. What is it? The Buka? Puka. He's amazing. Yeah, I didn't see that one. I didn't, oh. That one. That's the one because I thought, you know what? That would be on the next plane, and it wasn't. Uh, oh, Delta. Uh, that's <laughs> sorry to keep rubbing it in. <laughs> yeah, whoops. Uh, let's get into why we're here. <laughs> yes. So. Um, it is. It is a therapy <laughs> session. Um, 
So you you reached out to us. You uh, threw us a trailer for your movie, uh, yes. Hunters UK. And what I find interesting, it wasn't even in the the trailer. What I found interesting, you were filming another movie, and that your idea for this came out of that because you were filming in a haunt. Yes. So yeah. how how did that all come about? And then you know, filming there and then saying, you know what, I should go around and POV style all these haunts because the UK actually has some really bitching ass haunts over there. Yeah, it really does. Um, right, so I was shooting a film called The Toons, which mm -hmm. is currently on Amazon Prime, I believe. Funnily enough, to bring us back to our previous conversation, not available in England. not <laughs> <laughs> in England. Okay, I just got to do this out of funny. I have a movie on Amazon Prime, and it is available in England. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if you actually wanted to see what we look like, we're both in that. Uh, Zach's, Zach's yeah. a lead. I'm, I'm the asshole that causes mayhem. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got very, in, in my head, you, you both have very Disney-esque looks to you. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. so I'm very Disney-like. You look like humans in my head. <laughs> <laughs> You've kind of got That's... like an almost realistic Disney character. And then, then when you're, you actually put up something on the Haunters podcast, it's all three of you as characters. Like, I wonder how accurate that actually is. Because in my brain, it's not too far off. 100% uh, wonderful <laughs> is Mickey Mouse. Yes. Size and all. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me come over there, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> God bless. Oh. So yeah, you were uh, filming the tombs. I was filming the tombs in um, uh, a very, a very famous, very well credited uh, scare attraction called the London Bridge Experience, the mm. London Tomb. Um, and again, I didn't know this existed until I was working for a magazine called Gore Zone, and they asked me to do a celebrity ghost hunt down there, and I was like. Oh my God, this place exists. How long has it been here? Now, decades. I was like, how? So anyway, I convinced them to let me do a film there. Now, <laughs> largely it is critically not acclaimed, I think is a nice way of putting it. Um, I can understand why. As I was filming it, the tombs location themselves bent over sideways to help me, and they were fantastic. The production house. Mm, not so much, and it became very frustrating. Um, a quick example is, oh, we're getting rid of all the kills in the first third, and there's no gore. I was like, well, the guy gets an axe in the stomach. Yeah, yeah, we can't sell gore. So you can kind of understand how they sort of took your baby, messed it around, said fix it. So I got very, very frustrated. When I was working there, there was a guy there called Andy Cookie Rawlings, who is very famous in the UK-born scare scene, um, for his character Cookie, which is like this bald, almost like a slim Uncle Festo with a bullet hole in his head. Um, uh, to, to try and get de-stress me from the, from the, the production, I wouldn't say nightmare, it wasn't that bad, but a headache. He would show me how <laughs> certain things work. And I'd be like, oh, what's that? Oh, that's a boo hole, Dan. Oh, boo hole, what's that? Oh, it's where this, oh, and this is a spine, and this is a this, and this is that. And I was like, huh. That's really interesting. And then it was action, and then I went and and did my thing with, with the with the, the cast and crew who were fantastic. I would always back them up. They were amazing. 
Um, but so the film went on and these little things just went to the back of my mind till I went to Halloween Horror Nights. Again, I've been five times in a row, I think. Basically, my wife and me go every year because yeah. we got married on Halloween um, in the Voodoo Temple in New Orleans. Just a wow, wow! You're living the dream. Uh, what a lucky man! That wonderful. Yeah. Who's jealous now? Uh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so she she took me to um, the behind the screams tour. And behind the screen yeah. tour, we're doing everything that Andy was doing, but in more detail and without the stress of becoming, I even ask any filmmaker, even the most beautiful, peaceful production is still stressful because you've got a lot of money and a lot of people rely on you, especially as director. And she started telling me these things. I was like, this, you know, this, I should, I should document this. I should really document this. So, so when we came back from a holiday, good little messy stand. He said, look, mate, I really fancy doing something about. Um, this haunt, like the tombs, and he's like, "Well, they probably will say no, but you've done a feature film there, and they don't. They don't want them people to look throughout the the venue and then figure out how it works. So why don't you do it in the rest of the scene?" And I was like, "The rest of the what now?" So Dan, there's a huge scene. I was like, "Where? How?" And he's like, "And he started telling about all these haunts." And I was like, "Wow, if there's if I oh, I was thinking forty one at the time. I thought if I'm a forty one year old horror fan." And I don't know about these all this massive scene. There must be an army of me out there who don't know about this mm-hmm. scene either. And they should do it. Now, the reason why I, I mentioned the, the stress of the production is I was looking to do something. Because when you've got a lot of control taken away on one project, you get quite pent up and you just want to just do something mad and artistic. And I just wanted something that I could control, that someone couldn't take away from me, say, cut that, do that. They couldn't say oh, we don't want this thing done. It was completely and utterly under my control and I could go artistically nuts. And I was thinking, well, this is it. So I said to him, look, let me have a think of this. You've, I mean, he talked to me for three hours about all this stuff. And at the end of it, I was like, right, give me a second to think about this. Give me a couple of days. I'll come back to you and we'll, we'll come up with a rough plan. So I got on a train home and I was thinking, oh man, how do I do this? How do I do this? How do I do this? I'm not, I'm not direct stuff, but... I'm a master director and I'll be doing it all on my own. And oh, I scratched my head and I got home and he'd done a Facebook conversation with every major player in the UK haunt scene. Dan's doing a documentary on the UK haunt scene. Who wants in? I just. <laughs> 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 oh, <my God. laughs> I could not back out. And do you know what? Bless him, it was the right thing to do, is it kicked me right up the arse. I bought a suitcase, filled it for the film equipment, bought the laptop, which I'm doing this podcast on now, uh, with the editing software, and just on my weekends, traveled around the UK covering covering the haunts. Wow. wow. So, I, oh, I, go, Zach. Yeah, go no, 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 you can no, go, no, no, you go, 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 go. Okay, go. I was going to I was gonna say, because uh, I, 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 I will admit I have not gotten to see UK haunters yet, but I did check out the trailer how like how surprised were you because for me when i watched that trailer i was surprised at how violent and gory a lot of these uk haunts uh appeared to be some there's one shot in particular in your trailer where the guy like it's at the very end where the guy rips his face off and i was like i have never seen that even in america let alone being surprised that was in the uk yeah yeah the uk don't fuck about no (laughs) (laughs) 
That, <laughs> that better be on the poster. <laughs> <laughs> UK don't fuck about. I love it. <laughs> we don't rap, man. We do, we do not play games over here. No, that, that, that guy, that's Cookie. That's the guy who, if it wasn't for him, none of this would have happened. And I, I've given him, every time I've spoke to anyone about it, I, I speak to uh, another English pod, uh, podcast called Scare Track. Um, mm-hmm. everything I've done I always mention it would not have happened without him and that is a guy that is Cookie the guy who took his face off um, he's absolutely fantastic yeah it looks like a pretty like intense mm-hmm. if I got that in my face while going through a haunt I'm down I'm down for the count just to be honest with you um, but it looks like also because by the way fantastic like trailer it was put together well it like looks so good but there's other haunts that you go to that even sound more intense than what we have around here where it's like it sounds like 24 hours you stay in a haunt and you have to get out and stuff like that like what was it like filming in one of those scenarios i hadn't been to those ones i I did what i try to do is it's not this documentary isn't just full of haunts Mm -hmm. because what i wanted to do i wanted to show the deconstruction of everything so mm-hmm. I picked a family-run haunt called Broadwich Farm, um, which is it, it's actually not open this year, thanks to goddamn Corona, which is annoying because all, all these people getting advertising and they all have to, none of them can open this stupid pandemic. Um, so I mm-hmm. did that one, and I followed that from the beginning of them having torn down everything from last year and just getting ideas up to them, the Halloween night and past Halloween. Um, and then I followed Andy, and he basically tells me the story of how he became a haunter and the, the effect it's had on him and how he got into monsters, how he got into horror. And then mm. I wanted to get as many different things as possible. So I've got a place called Horrify Me who does like Hollywood style gore horror um, makeups. Um, mm-hmm. He's got all on Instagram and he's not on Facebook because they kept him kicking him out because his stuff was too gory. But so Horrify Me, check them out. They do um, like this gore-style photo shoots. Then I interviewed a special effects artist, a composer, um, an escape from horn, and a, what they call extreme haunts. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to get as much variety as possible. So rather than just going, these are the haunts, I wanted to show the people behind the haunts and their individual workings as well. And one thing I wanted to do with Broditch was to pick apart a horn. Actually, I think I picked apart several in Broditch. And the guy went, right, this is what's here. That jumps out, that makes a noise, that does this, this does that, does that, and explain everything. And then by the end of the documentary, I got my producer, who I was not too kind to, um, I basically made her go through the haunts so she didn't want to. <laughs> oh, that's who's walking through the haunts? Because I was going to ask who that was, because that, 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 poor, that poor young lady, uh, I felt her pain. <laughs> my, my long-suffering long wife slash producer for for the film. Oh, oh. <laughs> she, she, we, we did one. We went to one of these extreme haunts, and she's like, "Dan, I, I, you know, you know, when you get, I call it wife-faced, where yeah. your lovely partner turns around with a face that a hammer couldn't move. I don't <laughs> like being touched in haunts." Nice, okay, babe. Don't worry. We're going to interview them and blah, 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 blah. Okay, but I don't like being touched. So we got there and they're like, who's going through? Oh, Jesse's. I said, what? I said, well, I, I'm filming it. I can't, <laughs> I can't put you through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she got, uh, she got, yeah, yeah everything, 
everything that was uncomfortable or gory. Bar one, I did one gore shoot, but everything else, she kind of got coerced into it. Bless her. Took it like a trooper, I'll admit. (laughs) Do you get affected while filming it? Like, I mean, you you said, you, you know, I'm filming it. I can't get scared. But do you actually ever get caught while filming and, like, get startled? Well, no, because the thing is, when I was filming her... I was filming walking backwards and this was this was the the, mm. the haunt she went through was Bodditch Farm. And I said to the guy that I wanna I wanna film my producer. Because the point was I wanted to take apart, completely dissect all his haunts and prove they're still mm. scary. Because I wanted to say, look, there's no point showing how everything works. People can go, oh that's crap, I know how haunts work. They're not gonna scare me. And I didn't want people watching it going, I'm not gonna go to haunts more to know how they work, they're not scary. I wanted to show, look, you can know everything and they're still terrifying. So they kind of didn't get me because I was balancing like 500 pounds worth of equipment on my shoulder. <laughs> so like, don't get, him. get the one he's filming. So I, I thankfully didn't actually have to. Um, I had been through them uh, late after filming later on. And yeah, they, they still still terrified me. Absolutely terrified me. Mm. Wow. Knowing doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, I am a little curious as well, because obviously here in America, we're, we're unaware of the UK haunt scene. Uh, and I know I'm kind of focusing in on a lot of like the things that kind of surprised you and stuff like that. But what is it about the UK haunt scene? Because you've you've been to America, you've been to Halloween Horror Nights, which is one of the premier locations. But what is it really about the UK haunt scene that is different from the American haunt scene that you've experienced? I, in my experience, and the thing is, this. I, I can't America's big man so I can't say my experience of America because I've been to so little because I don't drive at the moment I'm actually learning to so whenever I go somewhere like Halloween Horror Nights I go where I can Uber to and from so I'll go to Dark Harbour I'll go to um, Halloween Horror Nights uh, that, that sort of stuff I've, so I, I don't know half of what America's got but I do find from my very limited experience in America is that the English ones a little bit more inventive in terms of they're, they're really like like one of them uh, that I covered, uh, Faceless Ventures, actually did an online extreme one, and it was a week long. And I'm, I've no idea how it worked. I haven't got around chatting to them yet, but it was like an online theatre experience you, you could you could get from home. They did one based on speed dating. Um, they did one called Die of the Deceased, where as the story went along, and this is more of a really dark, scary play you involved with, Places Ventures. As the more you go along, you realise that what you're following and interacting with is a guy's diary who had schizophrenia, and he ended up killing himself. So at the end, you sort of go, oh, oh, that's, that's really dark. But it's that sort of really, England has a very dark, weird sense of humour. And I think that leaks into some. And we do have the, the very traditional, um, for argument's sake, I'll say Halloween Horror Night style haunts, but we do have really odd, dark ones as well, um, which also, oddly, don't, don't get enough credit because ever, a, a lot of people say, oh, no, these are horrible places and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, watch your documentary. Some of the stories that came from that section will, will blow your head off. It's absolutely, absolutely mind-blowing how beneficial weird dark horn experience can be for people's mental health mm-hmm. awesome, awesome. Um, I, my, I myself have in another avenue I work with 
people with um, various disabilities throughout the past decades or so. And I've actually used places like Haunts for people getting their confidence up to help people deal with demons. I mean, they're, they're really, they're not just uh, fun attractions used correctly. They're a, they're a proper artistic tool to help, uh, tool to help people um, to, to find themselves, to, to build their courage, to, to face their demons. I mean, they're really fantastic places. Wow. It sounds so amazing like to go yeah, there. I do, I I do apologize. <laughs> no, 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 no. It it what sucks for us is because like I want to get over there. I want to go to these haunts. And even like the ones that kind of sound a little too extreme, but I think there's always an audience for somebody something like that. And you know, you can find your niche of what you want. But I am so wanting to watch this documentary now just because I'm I'm very into docs and I've been on a kick lately. Is there, how am I going to be able to watch this? Is there going to be like a site I can go to? Do you have a distribution plan? Yeah, I've been told it will be out very late September. So Mm. sure as hell, so by October the 1st, this will be everywhere. I've also been told it's on every relevant platform, like Mm. Amazon, iTunes. It will be um, downloadable, streamable, and physical. Um, I have not actually been given the specific datas yet. um, So... But if you follow my Instagram and whatnot, I'll, I'll be shouting it from the rooftops as soon as I get it. But yeah, okay, it'll, well, be, it'll be easily accessible. Cool. Okay. Well, uh, well, what uh, what is a good way to follow you on Instagram? What's your name like on there? Do you have a website and all that? I don't have a website because you need a website. Get a I, website. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know things. It, it was just I, I'm just no good with websites. It was some, done so much by me that I, I can't deal with websites. <laughs> yes, it's yeah, yeah. Too much now, too much. Because I, had, I had a website once and I was like, I can't program this. And I tried to program it. And why is everything backwards? Why is this in its work? Why is it? And I just got fed up. So I thought, do you know what? Instagram. There we go. So Instagram is UK Haunters underscore movie. And on okay. Facebook, I believe it's just forward slash UK Haunters. Okay. And if uh, people wanted to keep up with you, Dan, and your next projects and everything that you're kind of up to as well, is are there ways to follow you? I I believe, obviously, you're on Twitter. I I, I never use Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am Brand B Corp. B-R-A-N-D-B-C-O-R-P on Instagram. Okay. That's where I tend to shout out that and other stuff as well. As it comes. Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah. Dan, thank you for coming on uh, and, you know, talking about UK Haunters. I'm excited to watch this. I'm going to be on the lookout. We will definitely be posting about it and share it once it's out and go see it whichever way we can via iTunes, Amazon, whatever. But thank you for taking a good portion of your day and talking with us. I hope the hot sauce has finally cleared. Oh, my God. Do you know what it was? It's this, I love hot sauce, and there's this stupid-ass hot sauce, and it was in, like, a big squeezable one, and I haven't had squeezable before. So I got my food, and I just squeezed it, and it went, and the thing is, it was so powerful, it shot into the beans. So what I saw was that little splidge on top, and I thought, oh, that's dealable. I didn't realize the entire donut jam-sized pocket just under the surface. So I put it up, and my wife was like, damn, I can smell that from here. That's burning my eyes. I was like... Yeah, it is a bit, but it'll be okay. It was not. 
Well, we appreciate you getting through it because uh, I listen. I'm a, I'm a spicy guy myself, and I I do the as crazy as I love the haunts. I'll go the blazing challenge, whatever. Want me to sign a waiver to eat your hot hot sauce in six minutes and six wings? Sure, sign me up. So I get it. So thank you for getting through the, the interview because I know it's tough to talk after you've eaten hot. Well, the thing is, my my, my, oh, my mouth's okay. My stomach doesn't know what's hit it yet. So oh, I'm okay it's coming. Yeah. yeah, when my, my stomach goes, oh, oh, you did that to me. Oh, so do you. That's what it starts. <laughs> I am praying for you over the next 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make, make sure you message me and say that you're okay, please. Yeah. I, I will do. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. Let, well, I'm trying to lose weight at the moment anyway, so, you know. Perfect way to do it. It gets it all out, sweat it out, and then, you know, other ways. <laughs> I'm kind of glad you're not on camera, to be perfectly honest with you. I think the, the sauce is getting from my pores at the moment. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I, 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 would, I would have welcomed that, actually, because, uh, you know, then I'd be able to smell it and feel that pain as well. Oh, God, it was not pleasant. I don't like to <laughs> It was a can of goddamn beans. What's that, like 70 pence? I could just got another can of goddamn beans and not put as much sauce in. But I'm so, I'm so bloody British about it. No, no, I cook this food. I'm not letting it go. I'll eat the whole goddamn thing. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Mentality. Just put it in the bean, Dan. Put it in the bean. Get some non-burny beans. That's all you need to do. Oh, God. <laughs> fantastic. Oh, oh goodness. Dan, thank you once again, thank Dan Brown. Yeah. Thank you, you for know, coming I, on. I, I will have to say, something. thank you so much for having me on. I, I, I will say I'm a huge fan of the show. I really am. I listen to every single episode. When I was actually messaging, I was like, Jess, which one do you think I'm talking to? She's like, why? I don't want to know. I don't want to geek out about it. She's like, don't know. <laughs> it, it, I'll it, promise you this. It's never wonderful. Yeah, it's always going to be Zach. It's always going to be Zach. It's, I, it's not that I don't want to talk. I just, everything gets buried under in my messages because I end up getting like 20 yeah, from. I mean, thank you so much for having me on. It, it's been it's been a genuine honor and it is it's really, really appreciated because this, I mean, this is a, this, this documentary is literally, there, there's one scene in the film where I got made up so I had to get my friend to film. And he films me walking down the train station with a rucksack, a camera bag, and a um, suitcase full of equipment. And that was literally me. I've done, bar someone who helped me with the sound mix, who's called Jason Raymond, who is amazing. It's done all myself. And so I've got no platform to get sound apart from me. So guys like you, give me a platform like this to shout about this. It's it's genuinely really appreciate, man. It really is. No, and uh, we're we're happy to give you that platform because listen, you're a fellow, you're a fellow haunt fan, you're a fellow, you're a filmmaker. You you make horror movies. I mean, hell, the tombs. Uh, it's it, from 2019 is up on Amazon Prime. I'm I'm telling you, I'm gonna watch Watching that later tonight. tonight. Yep. So you'll you'll be seeing on Instagram. I'll be tagging you in that in my story. So, uh, Maybe you, you know, think. give you I'm this. Support, I'm, I'm great at I'm great at criticism. I'm genuinely curious what you think of it. <laughs> absolutely trust me we will let you know and i'm excited about seeing it yeah. i mean honestly don't don't even care i'm gonna be a fan because yeah. i'm a fan of you yeah it's the first one it's thing is it's the first film to my knowledge feature film be shot in an actual horn haunt. okay right. let alone a multi-award winning horn and it's not incredible you get here <laughs> it's insane. that is wild <laughs> that is so wild I need to start a movement. <laughs> you do need to start a movement. We're going to start a hashtag. Yeah. 
Hashtag oh, release the Dan Brownlee cut. <laughs> release the, <laughs> the tombs cut. Exactly. Oh well, thank you so awesome. much again, Dan. We don't want to. We don't want. Yeah, we don't want to hold up any more of your night. Uh, absolute pleasure, man. Uh, genuine, absolute pleasure. All right, brother. You have a good night. Cool. I'll catch you later. Bye. Hunter's podcast. All right, welcome back. That was pretty damn awesome, uh, Dan Brownlee. Want to thank him again. Uh, he dropped all of his handles, so definitely go give him a follow on Instagram. Uh, he doesn't really use his Twitter, but I followed him on Twitter, and uh, I definitely look forward to watching his movie later on tonight and then eventually uh, checking out UK Haunts as well. Absolutely. Can't wait to watch The Tombs and then watch UK Haunters. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good times. I'm excited. Haunt season is upon us. And we're going to we're going to be reviewing all these haunts, okay? We are the Haunters worldwide, yeah. baby. Worldwide, wide, wide, wide. Worldwide, wide. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I'm not going to lie. He actually got me. I've always wanted to go to England just because, well, you know get over my fear yeah, of flying across the pond. But yeah, he it's he made it sound even cooler because some of those yeah. haunts over there, man, I'm telling you, you're gonna see the trailer in our in the uh links yeah. in our in our yeah, comments. The links and stuff. will have the trailer. But holy shit, man, that thing really was very intense. Uh yeah. and I gotta say, for for learning how much they don't get and how kind of censored everything is, I'm shocked some of the shit we yeah. see <laughs> yeah like in that trailer watch that trailer link in the description there are like some scenes like you said the face being ripped off yeah. was wild but, and like yeah. some of the haunts that they're going to go to seem like their ideas that just kind of feel natural like oh why hasn't this been done here mm-hmm. agreed so i'm excited I am as well. So, uh, yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much again for uh, listening this week. Uh, follow us if you haven't yet. Rate, review the show. And again, uh, give uh, Dan a follow as well. And uh, we will keep and you listen up to that bitching ass playlist seriously, on Spotify. For HHN forever. I mean, here, I'll just, you got Metallica. You got the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. You got Alice Cooper. Uh, Alice Cooper. You got Deep Purple. DC. Jeez, man. And that's just naming. Oh, man. Uh, that's just naming some of the big names on there. <laughs> I see one in there yeah. that uh, from. Um, the Ramones. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Jeez, man. Scorpion. There's a lot of scores in it. Like, yeah. Omen scores in yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I'm, yeah. I'm, I think I'm going to actually be stealing this so we get new music Theme for our. The fog. Ooh. Hey, yeah, we've been call. using we that forever. Steal all this. Yeah. yeah, we have. Hey, our, 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 good, our good buddy, uh, John Maserati, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking callback. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <John Petscaparian. laughs> I'm obviously talking John Mazzari, but you know, <laughs> I still can't buy it. Still can't get it right. And he invited us out to hang with him. Uh, stay scary, my friends. John Petscaparian. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Haunter's Podcast. Don't forget to tell a friend, and you can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and other streaming services just by searching Haunter's Podcast. You can tweet us at Haunter's POD 
or you can find us on Facebook by searching Haunters Podcast. Until next time, don't open that door or check under your bed. Make sure your doors are locked and the lights are on. You never know when the next scare will come for you. Ha, 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 ha.